Welcome to the Whole Food Vegan Podcast. Exciting vegan food, no crap, no agenda. Helping you enjoy a wonderfully varied, tasty, easy to prepare and nutritious whole food plant-based diet. Simple tip, easy recipes and helpful hints on how to get more enticing vegan meals into your diet. Usually recorded after a bottle of Merlot on a Friday night. Welcome back to the Whole Food Vegan Podcast. I'm Sue. And I'm Mark. Hello, nice to have you back. So this week we have had quite a few nice stodgy winter dinners. We've had an amazing Moroccan sweet potato, mushroom and peanut stew, which we've made in various forms over the last few years. Really comforting whole food, really good for sort of winter supper. Uh, we've had this recipe that we've used several times before. It's a variation on the same sort of thing, but sweet potato, peanut butter, you know mushrooms all those kind of things and lots of nice warm spices uh, so we'll put the recipe for that on the website yeah very very warming very comforting which is what we're going to be talking about today so mm. that that's a lovely recipe we've also had uh, nachos with a bean chili and again this is this can be really good kind of at the end of the week if you've run out of vegetables because I, literally i made this just with some onions couple of tins of beans actually we had some broad beans left over that i threw in just to disguise them and hide them and it's literally just chucking it all together with some uh passata some um uh, chili and a bit bit of chocolate you've got to get a bit of chocolate if you make a chili Mm. and uh really a really nice warming way to use up some beans Mm -hmm. and we just layered it in with um uh sour cream Soured cream and those chips, tortilla chips. Yep. Um, I prefer the uh, really cheap tortilla chips. So I lay, laid it in my tortilla chips, layer on a bean chili, some uh, soured cream. So to make your own soured cream, we just use uh, soya cream and then put a little squirt of fresh lemon juice into it, leave it for 10 minutes and it, it uh, sort of coagulates nicely to make soured cream and vegan cheese or chuck it in the oven for 20 minutes absolutely amazing Mm, yeah it's really good and mushroom stroganoff we've also had and that's uh, something that you know was really again a very very simple after work evening supper Um, not masses of vegetables in it so you probably want to add some vegetables on the side but the basics of that I mean again we'll put a recipe on the website but basically mushrooms fried with a bit of garlic and then stirred in a bit of uh, paprika mustard um, maybe you know a little bit of uh, black pepper a little bit of lemon juice and some cream at the end and just cooked over rice or pasta. Really, really nice. Lots of smoked paprika. So, yeah, lots of warming food we've had this week. And that's really the topic of our conversation this week about, you know, we're coming to the end of winter. We're still in that period of time where we want nice, warm, comforting, stodgy, starchy, high carb, warm, spicy, sort of nurturing food. And for us, that's a big part of the food we eat. It's got to be, you know satisfying hasn't it it's got to be worth the effort i think the food we cook is always satisfying but the definition of that satisfying changes on the season Mm. so in the summer when it's really hot and warm out you probably wouldn't want uh, a moroccan sweet potato uh, a peanut stew because it would just be too heavy and thick for that time of year Mm. whereas this time of year sweet potato in season and exactly as you say you've got those stodgier heavier carb rich vegetables around Mm. and i think that's the real beauty of cooking 
whole food seasonally because yeah. you eat in tune with the season and what's going on yeah and a, you know useful point is that your body is looking for certain vitamins and minerals and macro and micronutrients at different times of the year so in the winter you are going to want the more heavier carbs and starchier sort of root veg that's sweeter satisfies that urge when there's not all the kind of natural fruits and things around that they would have been in you know in generations gone by we would have just had a very plain staple diet and it's a way of getting all those sugars to keep our body going and it's also a way of converting it into fat so we tend to eat more fattier food in the winter because we need it to keep our energy levels up because we're burning so much fat just to keep warm so yeah I mean heavier food also tends to make you a bit sort of Um, not lazy but a bit more sedatory so it's natural at this time of year if you think about the way nature works animals eat their sort of heavy meals and they go into sort of sleepy mode where they're less active they're less abundant and they're not procreating as much and it's the same for people (laughs) we don't we don't have like running around having a massive social life in the winter in the way that we do in in the summer we're out and about we're you know eating much more on the fly in the summer because we're busier in the winter, we tend to have more sort of meals at home or in nice mm. restaurants and cozy sort of settings. And it's all part of that comfort that food gives us so much comfort, but it also gives us that amazing amount of nutrition as well. So it is important to kind of respect what your body is asking for. If you need something stodgy or crunchy or fatty, you know, maybe that's a good thing. I think it absolutely, it absolutely is a good thing. Mm. And it is interesting you mentioned that sweetness there of, uh, of having vegetables with a high uh, the, the the sugar is parsnips and beetroot in season and so it's particularly parsnips mm. so so sweet and yeah. if they're roasted it really brings that sweetness and out. carrots as well and, and carrots yeah. yeah and can really satiate our desire for that um extra um uh, the sweetness at Mm. this time of year Mm. so yeah in a very old diet in this country you know the only sweetness we would have had would have been from natural fruits we didn't have you know biscuits and cakes and um, yeah those kind of things like sweets that we have now we can just pick it up anywhere um but in the old days you know back along before we kind of even lived in houses probably you know that's how we would have survived through the winter we would have pickled our sort of root veg or our fruits and things in season that had like stewed apples kind of those you know spicier um wholesome kind of maybe very simple foods but they were naturally sweet so they would have been salted or pickled or preserved in some way um and yeah that's the kind of thing you think about in the old-fashioned days you know of your grandparents cooking it would have been sort of the baked apples baked potatoes in the mm. arga uh those kind of things so it's getting back to eating more in tune with what your body needs and uh, this also this idea of bulking out meals so you might have um you might not have a load of root veg at because I, I i really like the idea of not continuously popping to the shops you know having the the vegetables we have riverford but having vegetables delivered and a really nice seasonal box and come the end of the week we're starting to run low mm. so what can we use to bulk it out and pulses lentils tins of beans mm. or even dried beans can be really good for bulking out meals mm. and adding particularly pulses and beans adding that that all important protein into a regular stew and as we've talked about before if you're slow cooking foods for a longer period of time whether that's in the oven or a slow cooker or whatever it's about using sort of those meat substitutes or alternatives that are 
sort of sturdier and not going to fall apart and disintegrate. So things like sausages, you'll find if you make your own sausages and they're very loosely formed out of rice and you know, mm. perhaps vegetables, they won't last in a slow cooker for six hours. Whereas if you use processed sausages from a shop that are in case, then they may well, you know, probably yeah. last longer. And it's all these kind of things like tempeh lasts a bit longer than tofu in yep. a slow cook because it's a different structure. It's a firmer kind or of... Or you could make your own seitan. Of course. Um, and that, and seitan absolutely works and lasts really well in mm. a in a meal. Mm. And it's about the texture again. You know, we've said about the higher fat content. There's nothing wrong with having a higher fat content in the winter if you're an active person and you're going outside and you know your skin dries out. So you need a higher fat level in your diet just to keep your skin hydrated in the winter. Otherwise, you get really bad sort of cracked skin and dry hands and that kind of thing. Um, even your eyes, you know, they could dry out in the winter when it's cold and windy. So some of these things that we get into thinking of, oh, we can't have any fat, it's bad for us. That's actually not true. It's about eating what At this time needs. of year, particularly when yeah. it's cold. And the reality is that you're going to be more active in the spring. You start getting out in the garden, you start walking to work or whatever you're doing. You tend to be naturally able to burn it off better. Hmm. So it's not, you know, it's not a problem if you put a little bit of extra weight on over the winter. It's not a bad time to do it. If you're going to do it, do it in the winter. The other thing I really like about this warm and comforting idea is more than one meal out of um, each time you cook. Yeah. So we'll very often we'll make a stew of some form, whether it's a Moroccan sweet potato mushroom peanut stew or whether it's just a regular stew that we'll put in some pulses and parsnips, beetroots, whatever we've got going. So we'll eat it mm. and then turn it into soup, which I yeah. think is a really good way of not only um, making the most use of the food that you've got, uh, but also keeping your nutrition high throughout or the nutritional value of the of your meals high continuously. Yeah. And it's so convenient to have soup the next day. Mm. Um, and you just add a little bit of water or um, plant based milk just to water it down if it's too if it's too thick. But it's wonderful just to whiz up a stew and turn it into soup. Yeah, and we've done that quite a lot, haven't we? And also, you know, making a stew go further and things like that in those one-pot meals that are easy to cook, you can just put, like, dumplings on top. We love dumplings, don't we? <laughs> They're so good. And you can put nuts or seeds or cheese substitute in them. Mashed potato. Yeah. Try If you put mashed potato onto a stew, sort of like a, a shepherd's pie, just try putting a little bit of lemon juice and taking the rind of a little bit of lemon and putting it into the mashed potato. Mm. Gives it a really zingy flavour mm. and brightens up the meal. Mm. And things like polenta, you know, if you don't want to eat potatoes, you can make sort of mashed polenta almost mashed potato substitute so there's always ways of getting more bulk into the meal you, again as we said it's usually pulses and things are our, our go-to staple and it just gets you another vegetable um another food group absolutely in. yeah mm. so also you've got a lot of green leafy veg around this time of year so they're very very nutritious and as we've said about the charts before if you look at these or liz cook charts if you've got one of those in your kitchen Green leafy vegetables pretty much hit every category yeah. of vitamin and macronutrients. So, again, we're going back to what we were talking about last week about supplements. You don't really need to go out and buy loads of different supplements. If you're eating a healthy, varied diet and it's got lots of green veg in and lots of pulses, you're probably hitting all of those groups anyway. Eat the rainbow. Eat the rainbow, yeah. So and what we, a little tip, one thing that we do, almost without thinking, at every single meal is we count how many 
different varieties of vegetables we have in every single mm. meal and it, and if you turn it into kind of a little bit of a fun thing you know <laughs> how many different varieties can I get into this meal mm. and particularly with things like pulses and beans it's easy to add three or four quite quickly and quite yeah. easily from a tin of beans from a handful of lentils yep. to add in some tofu, then the different vegetables, the root vegetables, mm. a bit of leafy greens, an onion. Um, and and it, and also if you're looking at, we mentioned it in a previous podcast, of having different varieties. So not actually uh, portion sizes, of you know, five portions, but different varieties. Then you've got the seeds and the nuts and the pulses and the herbs are included as well. Mm. When you start including that, you've just got a huge variety quite quickly. And turning it into a bit of a kind of, I wonder how many we can get into this meal, yeah. actually is fun. And nutritious and healthy. Yeah, and it's colourful. You know, the more stuff you've got going on in there, the more colourful your meal is. So that's really good. And also puddings. You know, we haven't really talked about puddings very much, but puddings are a really good one in the winter. You can get away with it a bit more. So all those kind of, like we said, stewed apples, rice pudding. You can make all of those vegan. You know, it's really, really simple. Pastry, so you can make pies, fruit crumbles. Pie. Yeah, pie. Mention it again. Um, but it's, you know, all this like sticky toffee pudding, treacle sponge is fantastic in the slow cooker. And even things like, as we said last week, flapjacks and things like that. Oh, it's so easy to make. And, you know, some of those are really good on a Sunday dinner, a nice big roast dinner with lots of nice veggies. And and utilize vegetables in mm, pudding. So beetroot, yes. you can make beetroot brownies as a really nice pudding works fabulously yep. carrot cake so you're still using all of the the nutrition from your vegetables mm. that's still seasonal in making puddings yeah and they count as one of your you know one a day so um chocolate brownie got vegetables <laughs> courgette yeah you've got um a sweet portion potato, of vegetable. you can you know bananas apple all those kind of things you can all go in sweet dishes as well so yeah be inventive that's what we say and don't be afraid to put a side of greens on if you haven't got anything green on your plate and you get to the end of the meal just quickly steam some peas or some you know handful of uh, kale or chard something like that and you've got loads and loads of vitamins so it's really not difficult and you can make really delicious comforting nutritious food and you'll really enjoy it so make the most of being able to eat well in the winter because that's one of the things i love about the winter is is i can have slightly higher fat content meals slightly stodgier mm. warming mm. pies absolutely brilliant for this time of year yeah really good okay so next week what are we going to be talking about so next week, we are going to talk about breakfasts. Mm, okay, this could take some time. It, it, yeah, it could. Um, I can remember prior to being a vegan thinking, well, what does a vegan have for breakfast? And I quite, I quite often see that on some of the forums. People say, well, I just don't know what to have. So we're going to have a, a whole episode of talking about uh, different ways to have vegan breakfast. And we're also going to talk about a couple of other meals that we've cooked as well. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to talk about cauliflower steaks with lemon and ginger sauce, which is really nice. Again, seasonal cauliflower. Yep, and? A Spanish-style chard with chickpeas. Again, yeah. so a chard, again, seasonal lots of leafy greens mm. really nutritious mm. really, really cool. tasty okay so we're hoping that you can join us next week if you haven't already don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from if you'd like to get in touch we'd love to hear from you love to hear your feedback and uh, we're looking forward to talking to you again next week take All care right. bye bye 
Thank you for listening. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. If you'd like to be featured on the show or to send us any comments, please email behealthy at govegan.online. See you soon.